Hello, my name is Lindrith Gerdo Ross. I'm a DLA, that's Deputy Launch Authority, at Loch Ness Lifeboat Station. I'm also part of the Scottish uh, RNLI Regional Council. Many, many years ago when I was born, my, my parents migrated to Australia and um, obviously when you live in Australia you go to the beach, you go to the pool, uh, lovely sunny weather in, the, uh, in Coogee near Sydney. And in 1960, I was a little toddler and I was by the pool. And unfortunately, I fell into the pool and a lifeguard pulled me out and resuscitated me using mouth-to-nose resuscitation. In fact, I was the first baby to have had um, mouth-to-nose resuscitation. I grew up learning to respect the water. I love the water. I've sailed most of my life. I work on boats. And there's always an urge to give back because I've had this wonderful life thanks to that lifeguard. And hence, that's why I volunteered since 2008 at the RNLI at Loch Ness. Loch Ness is a very uh, unique um, station. It's on a loch in Scotland and it's on soft water. That means that there's no salt. It's not on any of the coastal waters of Great Britain. Loch Ness is on a gigantic fault line that crosses um, Scotland from Fort William to Inverness. It is part of the Caledonian Canal, which is about 60 miles long. There are three other bodies of water. It has an immense amount of water. Even though it's only 23 miles long, it is the one that is a glacial trough that's a, like a massive bathtub. Most of it is over 600 feet deep. The deepest bit is approximately 753 feet deep. However, it also has something that makes the water very mysterious. It is full of peat that is rotting vegetation. There are billions and billions of particles in Loch Ness of this peat so that if you go into the water, um, and put your head under water and put your hand in front of you, you would barely be able to discern your fingers. A great place to hide a mystery, to hide a monster, but also means that the water has several challenges to it. The Caledonian Canal is very busy in the summer. It is a means of transit for a lot of fishing boats, a lot of wind farb vessels, and a lot of uh, tourists. There are a lot of sailing boats that come from the mainland uh, Europe and from across the Atlantic. It can also be busy because there are a lot of charter vessels that do the length of the lock. And when you have charter vessels, you have a lot of people who are happy on the water, but maybe underestimate the difficulty of a lock, which is Loch Ness. The lock many days can look very placid. However, it is not unusual to suddenly get big waves seven to nine feet high in irregular patterns. They are not tidal, they're purely wind generated. So if the wind suddenly picks up, you get very high waves. Now, the waves are with the prevailing wind, which would be southwest or northeast. So if you're traveling along Loch Ness, you're going through this fault line, the waves will either be behind you or in front of you. And if you try to turn to go ashore, if you are a canoeist, a kayaker, or a stand-up paddleboarder, you risk being uh, submerged or knocked over. And I remember a few years ago, we had a stand-up paddleboard um, 
uh, official competition here, and these were elite athletes. A couple of them got caught out by the wind, fell, and even though they were tethered to their boards, had their boards there, the water was so cold that they did not have the energy to lift themselves back onto the board. Loch Ness is unique in that it has the same surface temperature all year round. That is approximately 6 degrees centigrade, 42 degrees Fahrenheit. Why does it never freeze? Why does it never warm up? It could be because of the volume of water. It could be because of the peat in the water. So that cold water shock that arises from people going suddenly into water is something that really does happen on Loch Ness 12 months of the year. In the past, the picks spoke about a sea serpent that would drag people under the water. And in modern days, that equates to cold water shock. And cold water shock is when you go into the water suddenly, unaware, and you swallow water, and instead of rising back up, which in salt water would be helped because of the salination in the water, here you just go straight down. So the monster in the water could be the cold, and be aware when you're going into Loch Ness waters, it is very, very cold. That could be your monster. The Arak life for me is kind of like um, a second family. We all look after each other at a local level, at a regional level, and nationwide. It is um, wonderful if you travel any part of the UK and see a, a station and pop in and say, hey, I'm from Loch Ness, people will welcome you. So the family of the Aranalai has become my family here in Scotland, as my family is elsewhere in the world. Hello, I'm Ashley Jones. I'm Water Safety and Drowning Prevention Manager for Swim England. You've been listening to part of the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.